What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, gentle listeners? And thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of the BGN Radio Special brought to you by SB Nation in Bleeding Green Nation. As you can see that today I am joined by a very, very special guest, Philadelphia Eagles legend and all-pro cornerback Bobby Taylor. What's up, Bobby? Happy Friday. How are you feeling today? Happy Friday. I'm I'm blessed. I'm excited. Um, thanks to be here. Good to see you again. Yes. I was saying at this point, you're like a friend of the pod. Last year I had you on, the birds were four and oh, and now the birds are five and oh. So you know, six and oh. Hey, come on. No, they're getting worse. Let's keep those O's. I, I like the O's. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And so thank you so much for joining me on behalf of Gen Youth in the NFL Flag and Schools program. It's set to launch the NFL Flag and Schools Coach of the Year program. Um, and so the Coach of the Year Award is gonna honor physical education teachers and coaches who strive every day to make a positive impact on youth, unite local communities, and go beyond to call of duty to equip, engage, and empower youth to embrace a lifelong love for physical activity. And so why is this program so important? Yeah, I mean, it's very important because you just think one in four kids aren't meeting the suggested requirements when it comes to physical activity. And so coaches are so Pivotal, pivotal. I can just think about some of the coaches that inspired me growing up and going through school. They 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 not they not only coached me, but they also were teachers as well. They may have taught math, may have taught science, social studies, and so you know you have some men and women that are pulling double duty and they're spending more time with a lot of our children than we are as parents. And so to just see some of the sacrifices that I know some coaches have had um, on my life and um, in some of my peers' lives as well. I just think we should honor them just because they should, they're unsung. And Gen Youth, along with the NFL Foundation, they do a great job in doing so. And this is our third year with the NFL Flag in Schools Coach of the Year Award, and I'm just blessed to be a part of it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, And so we're going to get right into it. Um, Before I do, I just got to mention that now through November 8th, um, you guys can visit flag.genyouthnown.org to nominate your favorite coaches and PE teachers for the 2023-2024 NFL Flag and Schools Coach of the Year Award. And the winner of this award will be announced by Bobby Taylor um, on Instagram at genyouthnown. And so let's get right into the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I definitely, we're going to dive into all of this. Um, and so like I mentioned last year, I talked to you, they were 4-0. Four, four and oh. This year, I'm talking to you, and they are 5-0, and uh, trying to become 6-0. and They're going up against the Jets uh, this upcoming Sunday. What are your overall thoughts on the 5-0 and Philadelphia Eagles? Well, first of all, just to be 5-0 and coming off a Super Bowl loss, I don't, think any, I don't think any other team has positioned themselves the way that the Eagles have. And so 
that you just have to take that off, take that off to the leadership, the coaches, the guys um, on the team, just to be able to come back from a, you know, disappointing Super Bowl loss. The guys put up a great effort, but unfortunately didn't get it done at the end of the day. And so, you know, I'm not sure what the, st the stats say in regards to teams coming back after a Super Bowl loss, but I would put the Eagles right there up with any of the, some of the other teams that have had success being in the position that they're in right now. And so, you know, they're playing the Jets this week. You know, I look for ho hopefully I look forward to them having a, you know, another um, big game. Um, the way that they've won this year, of course, there have been some struggles here and there, but I feel like that that's going to make them stronger at the end of the day. If they were just running through every team that they were playing, you know, sometimes that could possibly put in the back of your mind, you know what, maybe they may have a letdown here or there. And so they're still a work in progress. And so to be a work in progress, but continue to be undefeated, that's just a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Um, like you mentioned, they have been facing a little bit of criticism. Mainly, you've been hearing a lot of criticism surrounding their new offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson. One of the main issues has definitely been executing in the red zone. Um, they've been struggling, like they've been making it down the field, but they've been struggling to just execute once they get into the red zone. And so uh, pretty much like one of the bigger questions I wanted to ask you, people are talking about whether or not they should allow Nick Sirianni to, you know, be in control of play calling when it comes down to the red zone. What are your thoughts? No, I mean, I, I think, listen, he's learning on the job. Um, you know, fortunately, the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator got head coaching jobs um, last year coming off their, their Super Bowl berth. But you know, I, I don't think it's time for 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 them to make any changes. Of course, yeah, they've they've um, stalled a little bit when they've gotten down in the red zone. But sometimes that that could be expected because, you know, the field is is, is shortened, is cut off. But I still have faith in what they can do, not only running the ball, but passing the ball as well. And so I think it's definitely something that you can learn from. This is a time during the season where you can self-evaluate yourself to say, okay, in these first five games, what did we do well? What didn't we do well? What are some of the things we could change? Is it a personnel? Maybe we could, you know, try to disguise some things, but I, I, I definitely wouldn't support um, taking that responsibility away from the OC right now. Another thorn in the ego side so far has been the secondary an area that you definitely are an expert on. And so they lost two of their top slot corners in Avante Maddox and Zach McPherson early on to season ending injuries. And so they brought on Bradley Roby. He got his Eagles debut on Sunday against the Rams. Um, and so what did you see from Bradley Roby in his first game with the Eagles? Well, you know, I, I think, he, you know, listen, he, he's a vet, you know, he's made a lot of plays in this league and, you know, the Eagles made that decision for good reason. And I don't question that at all, you know, and it just takes some time. Right. But one of the things I can say from a defensive standpoint, you know, it all starts from the big guys up front and the big guys up front have been doing a phenomenal job. When I look at that second half against the Rams and, you know, the way that they were able to overpower their offense to essentially help win the game and end it. 
you know, to, to put them at five and zero. Oh. And so when you can play complimentary football like that, it just puts you in a better position to make plays because, you know, I've always said that your defensive line is a, your secondary's best friend. I don't care if you can cover guys for six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 seconds at a time. When you have guys up front that can put pressure on the quarterback and make him uncomfortable, you know, that that's, that's better than having guys that can cover that long. So I just look forward to them to continue to gel and stay connected. That's the most important thing, staying connected and making those plays out there, you know, on game day. The ish, um, injury report was issued on Thursday, and it did have Darius Slay <laughs> listed with an injury. And so we don't know if he's going to be good to go on Sunday. And so that means that they're starting – you know, defensive backs will be Darius, uh, not Darius, like James Bradbury, um, potentially Josh Joe filling in for Darius Slay and then Bradley Roby. And so how do you think that is this secondary is going to fit, uh, pan out going up against the wide receivers in uh, Garrett Wilson? They have Alan Lazar. They have Randall Cobb and some of these other guys. Well, listen, it's going to be a challenge, even if Darius is able to play on Sunday. Right. And hopefully, you know, with him being the wildly um, all-pro player that he is, maybe that was just a a, a, um, a camouflage rest day for, uh-huh. for Darius, right? <laughs> maybe that was just a camouflage rest day. You know, I'm going to hold my breath and see what happens on Sunday. But it's going to be a challenge because those guys, I mean, I saw probably the catch of the year that Garrett made. Um, I don't know if it was a Sunday night game or a Monday night game that he made. Um, for a touchdown. And so they're, they're going to be challenged. But listen, this is what the NFL is all about. This is why you have backups, just because, you know, at a moment's notice, they, they could be propelled to the starting lineup and have to play major, major downs for your team. And so I just trust and believe that whomever is out there on the field, um, you know, they'll get the job done. And then the guys that are in front of them, the front seven, can pick up the slack if if it's needed on Sunday. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. 
Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prof G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prof G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the matchups that I am most excited for is going to be the Eagles wide receivers going up against the Jets secondary. And so if you were the Jets defensive coordinator, Jeff Ulbrich, how would you game plan to try, because it's going to be a tough task, yep. to try to limit A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith? Yeah, well, it, it, it's going to be tough, right? You know, and so, um, you know, I would just look at probably matching um, – Gardner, because I'm not gonna call him soft. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will, I will, I will probably match him up um, on AJ just because okay. of the size wise. But you know, I've seen some things in the past where the we we thought the Jets may have matched their corners up, but they just let those guys stay on their um, potential sides. And so, who knows what what's gonna happen with that? Um, it's gonna be a big challenge. Um, you know, I don't want to give out too many tips to, to the Jets because um, yeah. you know, I don't I don't want them to be successful out there yeah. Sunday. But hypothetically speaking, that would probably be the the thing that I would um do. Matt Gardner up on um AJ, and then their other corner up on Devontae, and just see how it all works out. And they have some good defensive linemen as well. I mean, I like the defensive linemen um, that they have um, on the Jets, and so. You know those guys get paid too. I mean, I, you know a lot, a lot, a lot of people, you know, have kind of ridden them off since Aaron Rodgers has been been hurt. And you know, I've liked the leadership that Aaron has showed from a support standpoint when there was a lot of bickering going back and forth. And he was like, "Look, guys, can we just be quiet and just go to work, keep our heads down? You know, speaking positively about you know their young quarterback, his backup, and so." Um, you know, I look forward to being a being a good game on Sunday, but the birds being six and zero at the end of the day. Um, what are your thoughts on the tush push or brotherly show? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I need to ask you which name do you like best? I mean, I don't, know, I don't know if I like. I don't. I don't know if I even like saying tush. Anything. Yeah, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah, so what, what was the other one? The brotherly what? Brotherly chub. I don't even know where that came from. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the chub part <laughs> is. Um, I like the brotherly just because yeah. it just goes with Philadelphia yes. and the identity and culture. But I mean, it's a it's a powerful weapon. It's like our yeah. nuclear bomb or something yeah. like that, you know. And so it's worked well for us and. I'm actually surprised because all of these professional leagues are copycat leagues. When coaches see other things be successful, a lot of time they copy it. And I'm just surprised other teams aren't doing it and aren't yeah. doing it against us. You know, right. but hey, keep being stubborn, not using um, the weapon that we have. And listen, we just need to keep embracing it. And being being successful as we've been over the last couple of years in executing it. Um, I want to ask you about Jalen Hurts. 
you know, he got paid this offseason. And so, so far in the beginning of the 2023 season, he hasn't really looked like what we saw from 2022. And so, you know, a lot of fans are definitely overreacting. We saw him using his legs a little bit more week five, but we really hadn't seen it. Do you think that the overreactions are like, we need to pipe down? Because it's still early in the season. Yes, we haven't really been seeing him running, but like there's still time, right? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I love the Eagles fan base. Um, you know, I experienced it up close and personal for the nine years that I played there. But quarterbacks are judged off of their record. And we're 5-0. and oh. Of course, yeah. yeah, there are some things that we need to get right. There's probably some balls and decisions that Jalen has made over the season that he would want back. But listen, they paid him that money for a reason, you know, because of the season that he had last year of, of leading them to the Super Bowl, almost winning it, almost becoming an MVP, um, and the potential that he has moving forward. He's a great leader of men, and he's the face of our organization and the NFL as a whole. And so there are probably, what, almost 30 to maybe 20-something other teams that would take him at the drop of a dime. So we're blessed to have a guy like Jalen. Um, I support him 1,000%. Of course, yes, we all can get better. But at the end of the day, listen, we're 5-0. We're and oh. We're 5-0 and oh right now. Things could be worse. And so, you know, I, I, I just love the position that we're in right now. And it also just, listen, I don't think he's a person that needs extra motivation to – uh, make himself better, to work harder, to be more professional because he's uh, he's all of those things right now. But you listen, I'm sure he's watched the film uh, and, and seen some of the different things that have happened this year. I'm sure teams are game planning a little bit different than maybe that they did last year. But at the end of the day, we're 5-0 and hopefully we'll be 6-0 and keep this train rolling on down the, through the season. And you spent 10 seasons in the NFL. Of course, majority of your time was spent with Philly. So what's one of your favorite on-field memories playing for the Eagles? Yeah, you know what? I, I was, I just talked to a good friend of mine, Hugh Douglas, who does media up in the Philadelphia area. And we were just talking about how connected we were, how we were able to push each other as peers. And there would be instances during the games where, he would look over his shoulder and be like, "Hey man, I need you guys to cover a little bit tighter. I hadn't got a I hadn't gotten a sack yet this game." And vice versa. We would be like, "Listen, Hugh, we back here covering for 6, 7, 8 seconds. We need y'all to get to the quarterback." And mm -hmm. sometimes that delivery may have been a little abrasive. Sometimes it may have came out, you know, sounding like roses. But at the end of the day, with all of the blood, sweat, and tears, and the work that we put in, we were able to hold each other accountable like that. And so those are probably some of the memories in between the lines with the guys because we were connected, not just on the field, but, you know, we spent time with each other off the field, going to children's birthday parties or Thanksgiving. I mean, for example, you know, my family was back in Texas. Yes. Um, uh -huh. And, I, you know, they wouldn't necessarily come up for Thanksgiving. So I'm going over some of my teammates house 
you know, eating Thanksgiving dinner, sleeping on the floor, and you know, just <laughs> all of those cool type type things to build that type of camaraderie and to still be in contact with a lot of them to this day. Um, that that's that's what I re remember and cherish the most about my experience of being there in Philadelphia. I love this so much. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate you, you know, just taking this time to talk with me. Once again, uh, Bobby is joining me on behalf of Gen Youth in the NFL Flag In Schools program, which is set to launch their Flag In Schools Coach of the Year Award. Now through November 8th, gentle listeners, you can visit flag.genyouthnow.org to nominate your favorite coaches and PE teachers for the NFL Play In Schools Coach of the Year Award. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your time. I really do appreciate you talking to me. Thanks for having me. Good to see you as always. Have a, have a, have a good week. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.